name is Cassie Moraine, and I want to welcome you to Circle of Trust, a podcast full of laughter, interrupting, and oversharing, brought to you by me and my two best friends, Jillian Lawson and Julie Signorelli. So this episode gets pretty deep today. We've had a couple really fun ones, but we really felt like we should share about something a little more serious, and that is how to deal with bad news. We all get it. But our response a lot of times can determine the trajectory of how that bad news plays out in our lives. So today we are talking about some of the roughest times in our lives. Um, And I will say we get pretty vulnerable. So we hope above everything that today's episode encourages you and lifts you up and gives you maybe a different way of dealing with bad news when you receive it. But first, in classic Circle of Trust fashion, we're starting off with a catch-up and an in-depth discussion of unwanted facial hair. So, enjoy the show. Okay, so we're coming off of our episode where we were all together. That was super fun. And apologies to you for the We're so loud, guys. Sorry. (laughs) And what you didn't see in that episode is jill mouthing across the kitchen to her husband make your dad get off that video (laughs) turn it down because it was so loud in the background he had just learned how to use youtube yeah abby had literally just shown him earlier that day to how to watch youtube and he loves like old westerns and stuff like that that's cute he was very excited (laughs) to dial into that western that's amazing yeah, he uh, literally dialed he in. He was completely dialed in. But no one offered him <laughs> headphones. No. That's the next layer. Next step. <laughs> Christmas yes. gift idea. Yes. Please get him some ear pods. <laughs> oh no, they would have to go over his ears. <laughs> yeah, like the big the big mamma jammas. Yes. <laughs> so does anybody have any updates since we've seen each other? Well, I'm still mad at you guys about the hair incident. <gasps> Guys. Wow. We're going here. Listen, oversharing. We're going all the way there. Listen, you guys. Okay. Yesterday, I'm taking care of some maintenance. Okay? Because it's let's Let's just clarify this is Jill talking. Because everyone (laughs) says our voices sound similar. Do they? Some people say that. Yeah. So this is Jill talking about... Plucking, you know, like getting my eyebrows like together, like, you know, taking care of the strays, looking over things, and like I'm putting on my moisturizer, and there was a hair on the side of my face that was more than an inch long. I did not see it. And I'm so mad because I spent you. you guys are supposed to be my best friends, and you did not tell me. But it no, was no. not if black. If I would have saw it. It was not a black hair. I would. What was it, blonde? I would definitely tell you. It was like blonde slash gray because I'm old. And I'm just like. It was highlighted. Yeah. It was, I was like, what in the world? I take a sisterhood of reporting each other's facial hair very seriously. And if I would have seen it. I would have told you. Yeah, because so. when you had chin hair incidences, I told you about God, them. God, Jill, please. <laughs> <laughs> She's in ministry. She's not allowed to have chin and hair. And that was like five years ago, okay? So. <laughs> uh, 
Can I tell an embarrassing story okay. about you or me? Yes, about me. Then when yeah, I was go dating ahead. my <laughs> when I was dating my first boyfriend, <laughs> we were in the car at the golden hour, which is the best time to pluck your eyebrows, by the way. Oh, for sure. Every hair or on, on your a face. really yeah. yeah, or on a snowy yes. day, stoplight, bright snowy day. <laughs> Something about that lighting. By the way, you sh- all women, however old you are, twenty to fifty, listen up. Keep a pair of tweezers in your car. Just do it. Oh, it's in every bag that I own. <laughs> because when you do see the inch long gray face hair, Jill, Great. you're ready to go. <laughs> I'm having a hard time, guys. (laughs) I'm in the car with my new boyfriend, and he looks over at me, and I'm just, like, thinking, like, this is so great, blah, 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 like, (laughs) and he goes, I've made it. (laughs) I finally made it, guys. And he goes, you have a hair right there. And oh, my God, I looked in the mirror, and it was the longest hair on my face. Oh, I was so, so embarrassed. Vulnerable. Like, so embarrassed. Oh, I would die. I've been married for 13 years. I would die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, all you 20-somethings who are like, that'll never happen to me. Oh, just wait. Oh, yes, wait. it will. It sure will. It 100% it sure will. will. Yes. So. I, yeah, my goal is for Mike to not have to point out <laughs> any hairs no and you guys my husband does not like hairy legs i don't know a lot of men who do but he like specifically doesn't like hairy legs and it is winter and cold here oh so i just try to wear my fleece leggings all the time so he doesn't know (laughs) you know i shave my legs every day you do do. i have another friend who does that yeah, because I just like, I do not like the feeling of hair on my legs. Like, even if Mike didn't care, even if we were raging hippies, <laughs> like, in some co-op somewhere, I would still shave my legs every wow. day. I I just like the feeling of it. I do not like, like, hair. Except for on my head and my eyebrows. <laughs> I'll take more but on I am my not eyebrows, a fan. <laughs> I will. I'll take microblading. Thank you. Good night. Um, but, like, I'm not down for hair on my legs. Like, I am not down. Well, I will say, I don't have very coarse hair on my legs. It's, like, actually really, really soft. Same. So I can get away with it for a while. Like, some people have razor blade style leg hair. <laughs> but not me so it's kind of a blessing i will say so that's the oversharing part of our podcast oh but jill i there it so is. this is super timely because on buzzfeed i read an article it was a whole article devoted to this lipstick size facial hair remover it's a little tiny like razor i guess and it's rated five stars on amazon and I ordered it. <laughs> like to take care of like your peach fuzz situation? Yeah. Yeah. You could use it on your whole hair because, or your whole face. I'm, this is super oversharing and I might cut this out. But for a while I've been buying, because long story short, I have like a hormonal condition that causes <laughs> facial hair growth. We'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. When we talk about bad news. But I've been using this razor called the Wisp. It's like a face razor, but for women. Oh, and yeah. And it just takes... It takes all your peach fuzz. You can it's, do your eyebrows. It's real small, right? And it's like a got like a super long tiny. handle. 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I have to that in the episode, guys. <laughs> yeah. You know what I bought was from Alta. No, not Alta. Sally Beauty uh-huh. is um, these little tiny wax Ooh. strips, uh-huh. and you can heat them up in your hand and just. Oh. So like, if you're on the go. And you see, like, I keep them in my purse. And if there's, like, a situation. She's got lots and of I, stuff in her purse, guys. She just talked about the tweezers. Like, like the wax Mary milk. Poppins bag. <laughs> no, I have a tweezer. I have two cars. There's tweezers in each Smart. car. There are also tweezers in every. I have a purse and a backpack. There are tweezers in those. And every time I go to the dollar store, I buy a pair of tweezers because I will. I lose them. <laughs> just everywhere. I think it's smart. They're everywhere. Julie, did you get any magnetic lashes? Oh, yeah. <gasps> no. Okay, I have three things on my Christmas list. <laughs> oh, that's a $5 pair of magnetic lashes. <laughs> I have magnetic lashes on my Christmas list. Um, I also have, I want a Yeti coffee <gasps> mug. I want one, too. But not for coffee, yeah, for ice water. I want the big one. Oh, I have one for ice water. I have one. You want the coffee uh, The big mug. one. Yeah, and a friend of mine, I got it as a gift. So it's something I probably wouldn't have splurged on myself. Yeah, they're Because the big ones are expensive. Mm-hmm. The coffee mugs are only like $25. But I like piping hot coffee. So everyone says it'll keep it hot. It will. I don't know. But, and I'm not into the electric thing. Like, I will lose that. I will leave that at an ATM. It will be in some garbage can somewhere Wait, by accident. What are you talking about? Like the Ember. The Ember? Yeah, it's like a USB coffee mug. You would like this. And yet there's an app on your phone, and you can determine what temperature you want your coffee what? at. And it keeps How it there. How have I never heard of this? That's amazing. Yes. Huh. I don't have one, but it's like the only techie thing that I think I would ever want. Interesting. Which, if you're going to have a cup of coffee for a few hours, good for you. But like, I feel like the Yeti for $25 mug, this is not, I will take sponsorship, Yeti. I will. (laughs) Or generous listeners, if you want to send Christmas gifts. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's already in my Amazon cart, and I'm pretty sure when I get paid on Friday, I'm investing $25 in myself. She's buying her own Christmas gifts. Yeah. Anyways, um... But yeah, it supposedly it'll keep it hot for a couple hours, and after that, I'm over. Co- I'm over the yeah. co- the old coffee. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. And what was the so, third thing? Why, how did I get on my Christmas? I don't know. Selfish. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we went from hair to things I want for Christmas. What's the third thing? You said your blashes, your coffee oh, cup, Uggs. and magnetic <laughs> lashes. I want fake UGG slippers. I want fugs. <laughs> Those are also in our last episode. Apparently, you didn't pick them up on Black Friday. That's okay. No. I actually did, but the sign said $10, and when I got to the register, they were $20. Oh. And I'm like, nope, you're not getting my extra $9.99. I was like, not today. I did look up FUGS when I was doing <laughs> research for the episode guide for last week, but I, I, I saw two different kinds. One was like a slipper with like a concave top and the other was like a moccasin with like a tie on the top is it either one of those i'll take either or i'm not picky <laughs> oh, okay are so these you don't shoes, have a- <laughs> are these shoes like stuff you, you can, can wear in um you can ship those to 555 new york lane <laughs> new york <laughs> That's a fug address, guys. 
New York Lane. Five 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 New York Lane, New York, New York. <laughs> How about you, Jill? About my Other Christmas list. Oh, what do you want hair. for Christmas? Yeah, what's your Christmas list? <laughs> no, I told you. So forget our old topic. Let's talk about what but we like, want in our Amazon cart. Don't you want like weirder things now for Christmas than you did like? Like I want silverware. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I would ask for silverware for Christmas. <laughs> Dude, same. My I am left somehow. I I blame my kids, but I don't know. I have three forks Dude. left. You know that we can't even have a dinner party with three forks. Like, somebody give me your fork when you're done. I gotta wash that thing. <laughs> give it to the next person. I'm like, and we have two bowls. I'm like, what yeah. happened? You know, I don't have pot holders. With the Tupperware crisis, like, yes. when you run out of Tupperware, like Kyle and I have, I send a fork with him in the car for breakfast, and I never see it again ever it's gone yeah, it's it's totally gone so i get it so do you have spoons because i ain't got no spoons <laughs> oh. no we have lots of forks but we have very few spoons i don't know where they are i don't know where they're going so it's not just people with kids these are no. i can assume people that with adults are also throwing yeah silverware. yeah but sure. i know like my mom would be super offended if my dad got her like housewares for gifts but i would love that oh i would love new cookware i don't want anything with a cord if it's got a cord <laughs> you can keep it i do not Dude, want you know, it that would probably make my life like i would be so joyful like someone gave me a december to remember lexus a roomba <laughs> I want a Roomba yeah, like so that. bad. <laughs> but that's cordless. That's true. I want cordless electronics only. <laughs> no, like when those car commercials come on, I just look at Aaron and I'm like, don't show up at Christmas with a car. Like, who if lives you're, like yeah. If you're going to spend that well, kind of money, then I have very specific plans for that. <laughs> here's what I look at when I see that car commercial. This is what I see. Congratulations! I locked you into a car payment for the next seventy-six months <laughs> without your permission. For real, it would be and like I didn't a even fight. Get a say in it, it would be like it would a be fight. So bad. Cong- Congratulations! You're gonna pay eighty thousand dollars for this twenty thousand dollar vehicle. If you're getting a December to remember Lexus this year, please send Julie pay a Yeti coffee mug. <laughs> Because you can afford it. Yes. <laughs> and if you would like to get a Lexus, pay it in yes, cash. Yes, that's smart. And you can send that to 555 <laughs> New, New York, York Lane. <laughs> New York, New York. <laughs> yeah, Christmas gifts change over the years. Like, you know, <laughs> my intern and coworker, Amy, she's also works at Sephora, and Ooh. yeah, last year I needed makeup, so that was what I put on my Christmas list. She helped yeah. Kyle get me like a makeup palette from Tarte Aww. or something like that. She picked don't it up. Don't get that that don't get that sweaty no. foundation no. next. No, time. that's off the list. But listen, she see <laughs> prior episode. She saw me opening <laughs> my palette, which I've used all year, and like the light shades are almost gone. And she's like, oh, "I've never seen a makeup palette like that." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" She's like. You know where the stuff's all gone. Because <laughs> I, like, I don't buy a new one well. every week. <laughs> I don't even have a palette. You know what I do is when I'm in that store, I find the cutest girl and I'm like, help me. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it's great. Like, I, like it's phenomenal because yeah. they'll give you samples of everything, which she's helped me so much, like, to pick out a new foundation. And, like, she's awesome. And I appreciate all the samples Well, I there. feel like she should have given you a bit of a heads up with that stuff. Well, I bought the foundation myself at Ulta outside of the... Oh, well, that's on you. That's Sephora. all your fault. Exactly. I went rogue. I think so you learned a lesson. That's what I get. That's, <laughs> yep. I think you learned a good lesson. <laughs> it's so true. But yeah, anyway, so that I like ask for really practical things for Christmas, like makeup, things I need. When did we become yeah. most people? I don't know. I feel like you need that Yeti mug, it's though. It's like when that chin it. hair shows up, everything changes. <laughs> It's, it's the, the siren call that your life's just made a turn. <laughs> no, I reached an all new low when I got addicted to watching people open up Trader Joe's halls. Dude, you mentioned that last That's week. Another, I've never heard you talk about that. I It's it's a new low. Is it on YouTube? As far as my... Well, usually if you would just follow the, the hashtag Trader Joe's... <laughs> So you're just following the hashtag. You have it'll. Well, no, there's a girl that's really funny, and she I follow her, and every time she goes to Trader Joe's, she just videos her <laughs> haul, and she says funny things, and she always gets like really cool stuff. And I'm gonna follow that I'm hashtag like, right now. <laughs> yeah, but I think hers is. Trader Joe's list or something. I don't know. We'll, Hers is we'll really good. We'll put it in the episode guide. Make sure you send it to me. Yeah. I will. Wow. <laughs> You're amazing, whatever your name is. <laughs> You're our new healthy little peach. <laughs> we haven't talked about yes. that in several oh, weeks. Oh, I know. Listen, healthy little peach <laughs> is goals. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my God. You are goals, healthy little peach. <laughs> Okay, so I have something fun to talk about. Now, to take everybody back to our diet episode. Believe it or not, like, it made me really think about and examine my whole life. Our podcast is daily changing my life. It is changing (laughs) lives. Yours and mine. (laughs) But it really made me, like, go into this self-examination because I was like, is this healthy to be, like, consistently on a diet from the time you're eight years old? You know, because I never thought it was weird until you guys were like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I did a whole, like, self-examination and I bought books online about how to escape diet culture and started reading about intuitive eating and... (laughs) I like swore I was like I will never diet again I don't care it's just not a good way to like live your life and they don't work scientifically they don't work and then lo and behold the week after Thanksgiving guess who's back on a diet (laughs) this girl (laughs) did you finish the workbook I I didn't no (laughs) I will say what diet are you doing what are you doing I am doing low carb at my doctor's orders because Kyle and I are trying to have a baby and she suggested I lose weight to be healthy and she suggested that the best way to do that was to go low carb and my doctor herself told me she lost 120 pounds over the last year doing low carb and she suggested to do like three weeks on one week off so that it would be more like sustainable for our life 
But the problem is I've already made up my mind that like diets are stupid. (laughs) So I'm doing this thing that I don't believe in. It's the weirdest thing ever. Like every day I'm like, I hate this. This doesn't make sense. I know it's not going to work, but I don't want to eat the carbs because I do want to hold a baby eventually. So it's been very interesting to have like this diametrical view, like knowing it, you hate diets and then also still doing it and sticking to it (laughs) so well i will say you've arrived at motherhood already because that is (laughs) it's doing crap you don't want to do all the time (laughs) for someone else's benefit practice you know Yeah, no, I'm I'm dead serious. So the first day of the diet, listen, I sat down at my desk, low carb, remember, no sugar, no bread, no pasta. One of my co-workers workers brings me pumpkin muffins with cream cheese frosting. Oh my god. And gosh. another of my co-workers brings a giant Tupperware of pasta that she made just for me. Oh. And so those two things are just the devil sitting on my desk. Is a liar. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Oh my god. So I just sniffed the pasta. I smelled it. I took it in. I didn't eat it, but it was it was a rough day. Rough start. Still but you overcame. I did. Three days in. Hallelujah. Three days. <laughs> so anyway, that's my So that's wait, my news. Yeah. The doctor that lost 120 pounds. Yeah. So she believes in diets. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is like the more you get into this, it's kind of like on the fringes of medicine right now. <laughs> because here's the thing, like doctors know diets don't work, but they still like long term. They do work if you work them. But like after five years of losing weight, 95 to 98 percent of people will gain back all the weight they've lost. So if you're in the five to two percent number, you're like rare. Like Jill, but you isn't kept that, your weight off But for isn't a that time. because they go back to the way they were eating before? <clears throat> I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. All the studies that I read, I mean, because I read a study one time and it was like, yeah, I was, you know, that, oh, it was Biggest Loser people. That, yeah, I um, read that too. Yeah, and he was like, I would just wake up and my hand was in a bag of chips. Did you buy <laughs> chips? Like, if you bought chips, like, you've yeah. you've changed some of your habits. So, yeah, it's not that the diet doesn't work, it's that you changed the way. Right. You, you were working your life, right? I think it's actually, well, I think it's a lot of things because diets aren't sustainable. Like living low carb, for instance, very few people can just live and never eat a banana again. And that I, to me, that's like what was the hard thing about like going low carb again. Like really an apple is bad for me. Really? Like, yeah. I know how to work the system. I know how to lose weight. I know how to cut apples i mean i don't even crave sweets like sometimes i just really like one an apple but it's i don't know it's just weird like the whole i know how to do it and i can do it it's just uh, you don't want to i don't know (laughs) i don't want to but i do want to hold my baby someday so i'm gonna do it i think everyone's body responds to different foods differently yeah you know like i respond to different differently the older i get the intuitive eaters believe that your body knows what it needs and if you learn how to eat according to what your body wants i kind of like where joyce meyer lands what does she say buy the shoes eat the cookie yeah (laughs) (laughs) well because my whole life i thought like 
I'm going on a diet tomorrow, so I'm gonna. This is gonna be the last time I ever have Mexican food, so I am going buck wild. <laughs> and then, of course, you stay on a diet a week or two, and then you have Mexican food again. But then I've started thinking like, I'll have a cheeseburger again. I'll have fries again. It kind of loses its magic when you like, mm. you know, think yeah. that way. But it takes so much work to mental. And psychological work to get there that it's not just something you can figure out overnight you know because it is so deeply ingrained yeah. into us anyway that's all a side note everyone's in a different place with it and i think the older we get the harder it is you know because yeah. there's sometimes where i'm like i'm 35 i want to eat those nachos yeah you know, like <laughs> i don't know we kind of i feel entitled to food sometimes but when i was struggling with like emotional eating I'm like, I'm in, I, I can't, I had to break that in me. Like, I'm entitled to this meal that I'm going to consume 3,000 calories and hate my life in two hours <laughs> when I'm having to lay down on my left side. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's tough. Easier said than done. We went from Christmas list to diets. So true. <laughs> to facial hair. <laughs> so today, I guess this is a good time to transition to the topic of the day. No, sometimes we like to Which keep wasn't it diets. <laughs> no, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> uh, um, so today we're talking about bad news and how to wah, deal with bad wah. news. I know. <laughs> we don't want to just be all fluff and giggles you know we want to like deal with the real stuff and we've all had our share of bad news i oh yeah yeah. um so today we were going to talk about first of all how do you deal with it what do you do with it how do you move on from it etc so um anybody want to (laughs) start i think julie's got a lot of material there (laughs) yeah i've got a i got a phd in bad news (laughs) yeah so I don't know. I feel like when I grew up, we grew up pretty, you know, good. I don't know. I feel like, right, Jill? I don't know how else to explain it. Like, it was pretty low drama. Yes. You know? Low drama. That's a good way to put it. Like, we didn't, yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. I just, sometimes I have a hard time when, when people talk about, like, really bad memories. Like, I... I mean, I really struggle to even find one. The only time I can think of like really bad stuff was like when people die. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, which is like pretty normal. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying there probably wasn't one. I just don't remember. So, for the most part, but you know, after you get married and you have kids and you go through life and you have your own life, you're like, oh, I've had a share of bad news. <laughs> first year of bad news was is like a little jarring because you're like okay I'm not like really used to this but I mean now I'm kind of looking back and I'm like I bet my parents did have their share of bad news I mean my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer several years ago Mike and I um were in like we're you know working for a church that just was like it was like a I guess a toxic culture. I don't know how else to to say yeah. it. Um, you know, and so there was like 
bad news and stuff from that. I've had miscarriages. My Mike was uh, he preaches about it, so it's not like a secret. But like we had like a crappy marriage. He had like all kinds of issues. Uh, he was an alcoholic. Like there was a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> Very dramatic. I don't know why Much I'm laughing about than it. Our childhood. <laughs> yeah, that's really right. shocking. Like to go from one extreme my, to the other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We bought a house in 2007, uh, about two weeks before the stock market crashed. Oh, so within two weeks, we lost, you know, fifty thousand dollars or whatever the appreciation value. That's you know crazy. what I mean? Like more than that. Yeah. I'm sh- by the time you do all the math. So it's like, we've had our share. (laughs) (laughs) What about, can you think of a time when you responded poorly? That's a good, yeah, that's a good. Versus responding at a more more mature level of of life, you know? Yeah. I know, I'm trying to think of when I responded poorly. I mean, I'm sure I've like yelled at Mike for sure. (laughs) Oh, yelling, that's kind of like... (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't, I never responded with anything drastic, you know, like I never like went out, went crazy or, I mean, you know, went public with things like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that I ever did anything on like Britney, like on a scale of Britney Spears, (laughs) like, like, like Mother Teresa, I think I, I don't know, I maybe I'm somewhere in the middle of that. I'm not I sure. I think you're a fairly optimistic um, person. Like you, yeah. you I, lean yeah. positive. So for me, like, uh, I don't like, uh, that's not my <laughs> initial reaction with bad news. It's, um, I have to fight through that. Uh, and in the early years of our, like, like Julie said, I didn't even know that we had such a normal upbringing and like life until I started doing more women's ministry and started Uh really listening to women's stories. And I was like, Oh my God, how are you walking? Like, how are you? Because my first, um, like my first like bad thing that happened to me was when we, after we were married and then we, had Abby and I had a miscarriage Mm. um, between Abby and Cole. And that was so devastating to me. Like, um, and I don't want to like qualify what's a easier miscarriage than than another, but I was only seven weeks along and it, it devastated me. Like I couldn't get out of my chair. I couldn't get out of my robe. Um, I just went to a very dark place and took full responsibility for it. It must have been mm-hmm. all my fault. What kind of sin do I have in my life? Where's God? I mean, just wow. it was like a really like wrecking. And I was 22 years old, like before oh, wow. I really kind of was faced with such a deep sorrow like that, like yeah. that something would grieve me that much. Mm-hmm. And I really wrestled with God and it took a long time um, to kind of heal from that. But I will say that was like my first, I mean, Christianese word, but like threshing floor experience. Like that was when I, I had always been a Christian. I had grew up in church like my whole life. But when I was hit with that, 
devastating news that changed how I viewed everything, including how I viewed God, um, I really had to come to grips with who did I really think God was and what did a relationship with God really mean? Like, wow. And I was 22 and Aaron was pastoring a church. Wow, amen. Because everything had always been easy. Everything had always right. been... I didn't know it was easy at the time. I mean, I thought my world was always ending, you know, like for one yeah. reason or the other, because <laughs> I run a little dramatic. <laughs> you? Yeah, right? Easy to love, easy to love. a high little high maintenance. Um, and so, yeah, that was that was a really um, hard time. That was my first kind of experience with yeah. bad news. So what did you learn about God in that wrestling with that news? Or that he was real, events? whether it was good day or a bad day. That wow. he was still in control, whether everything went the way I wanted it to or mm-hmm. didn't. That his will for my life didn't just mean everything was going to be roses. Like, mm-hmm. just, I was really, um, because I had a good relationship with my dad, I didn't struggle with the relationship with the Heavenly Father that I know sure. some people have struggled with. Because they couldn't line up those viewpoints, because mm-hmm. you know, and so it was just uh, that that bad things could happen to me, but that my heavenly father still loved me and still had a plan for it. Like yeah, that you know there was still beauty to be had. There was still it wasn't the end of everything. Right. Um, and I don't know. Like it just, um, I, I had to. And I had to get rid of the robe that I stayed in for days on. I mean, I stayed in that robe for weeks. Wow. Um, yeah, burn and, that. Um, we, <laughs> we had to get rid of it? it. And Aaron moved. He came at home one day and he was like, I think we need to put this chair downstairs. Like, because wow. it, we had moved it up to my room. Yeah. Because um, I couldn't lay flat because of the surgery. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like the trauma to my body or whatever. And um, mm-hmm. so it was... I had to get rid of some physical reminders of that pain. Yeah, and wow. I had to kind of like reform just the way I saw some things, you know. And, yeah. Um, because every time I looked at that robe or I looked at that chair, it was just a very uh, visual reminder of my loss. Because I didn't wow. have a physical, like I didn't have anything physical to show for my loss, but such loss had taken place. Mm, wow. So... Yeah. How about you, Julie? What did you learn about God in your early trials, like the the first ones? The first decade. (laughs) (laughs) Season one. (laughs) You know what? For me, um, I am not... uh, I'm a very trusting person by nature. Like, even if I wasn't a Christian, I feel like my personality is just like... If you say it, I believe it, you know, like, and I think that's what makes my faith so strong. I don't know if it's maybe like a spiritual gift that I have, or maybe it's just my personality and, and just my natural tendencies. Like, it's also a bad thing, you know, because sometimes you can put trust in the wrong people. And I've seen that too. Um, But I think for me, like, in my relationship with God is like I've read that he's good and I've seen that he's good so he just must be good Uh and I'd rather go through it with God than without God 
And that's kind of where I landed on it. So for me, like it really strengthened my relationship with God. And I don't mean to sound optimistic. Again, this is like put me in anywhere in the world in any situation. I think this is just how I'm wired. I know everyone isn't wired like that. Um, But I'm just like, I don't know. I I guess I just believed that it was going to be good. And I did like, you know, obviously like we went to therapy. It wasn't like, you know, we ignored things. Like I felt I understood the full. I was not in denial. I was not in any kind of like glazed over. Like I... I got it, but I just chose, like, I just wasn't going to live like that. And I just really, you know, am determined to see like the goodness of God in my life. And that's where I'm at. And that's where I stayed. And I think that's really what helped me like get through things. I mean, there's some people that go through some stuff that I went through that never recover. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying like that was easy or that was fun or that was whatever, but I guess I'm like, I'm just not going to live in like a prison to my own grief, uh-huh. to someone else's. Like, I just refuse to live like that. And I think people process different ways. For me, that was my journey. You know, I don't know anyone else's journey, yeah. but that was mine. And I don't know. I watched you walk that hard road when you and Mike were separated. Can I say that? Do you want me to say it a different way? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. We talk about right. that openly. So when you and Mike were separated, I watched you walk that. And it was so inspiring because you were faith-filled that everything was going to be okay, that everything was going to be, that you you had a clear vision for what your future was going to be, and you mm-hmm. clung to that. And I kind of went the opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am like... You know, I just go the opposite, like, and that's yeah. my initial reaction, like, and so having to identify that much earlier in the process and maintain or get some victory earlier, you know, like, trying to get that earlier and earlier as each new um, trial comes your way, I think, is what, where the growth comes from. Like, I heard totally Pastor Janice say one time that people can get stuck in their state of trauma so like if you had trauma at 12 years old then Mm -hmm. you're going to react like a 12 year old the same way you reacted in that trauma every time a new trauma comes into your life and you never grow past that so you have to learn lessons you have to get coping skills you have to yeah try to identify those things earlier and earlier in the process if you ever hope to grow through that right and so that's hard <laughs> julie i'm curious easier said yeah than done. No, i'm just saying what she said i didn't say i did any of it <laughs> so out of curiosity julie like when you get hit with just like the bottoms falling out of everything what is your mental process yeah. like because you are a naturally positive person do you have to like get your brain in a place and your spirit in a place where it's like, okay, this is awful, blah, 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 but, I, yes. or do you just naturally go to the, but I'm going to believe God, no, but I mean, I'm gonna. I definitely get, I get diarrhea for about 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm human. Yeah. I react in a human way, you yeah. know, 
but I remind myself and I'm telling you there's so many stories I feel like I can't even say like I have bad news for days and not even related to Mike just in my life and I mean, planting a you church, crazy psycho. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And then we're in New York City, yeah. and there's a whole nother layer that comes with being in a difficult environment, mm-hmm. an environment that's not super empathetic to churches, whatever. And I, my, here's my mindset, and this is what I tell myself. It's not even that spiritual. I'm like, it's not always going to be like this. Yeah. It is not always going to be like this. There is an expiration date on this experience. Mm -hmm. So whether it was the stock market crash where we lost the investment in our house. Okay. Well, the market is going to change. That is not, that has an expiration date. So what? You short sell your home or you sell it or you take a loss or whatever. You can make money again. You know what I mean? If I had a miscarriage, well, here's the great news. I was able to get pregnant. So that means that my body is capable You know what I mean? Sometimes I kind of have to like coach myself in a really natural way too. You know, like, okay, my body's capable of doing this. That's, that's a good thing. We just have to figure out these other little Mm -hmm. things, you know, and then down the line, I have Evie, you know, you get in a situation I've lived in places I haven't want to live. And I'm like, okay, I'm not here forever. I'm not going to die in this home. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to die in this carpet that smells like cigarettes and dogs. (laughs) Like I'm not going to die here. You know, and I think for me, that really helps. Like, you know, this has an expiration date. And whether you're a believer or you're a non-believer, for me, I say that from a faith-filled place. But I think that would work for anyone anywhere. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You can't just over-spiritualize everything. Like, you've got to take some practical approach to... I can quote scripture all day long, but if I'm sitting right. there in my bathrobe in my recliner, like, I don't know that I got to get up, you know, you got to get up and like, yeah. right. Haven't you yeah. heard the like older people say this too shall pass. It's like the modern version of that. Right. <laughs> this this yeah. has an I expiration. Mean, my pastor, <laughs> right. My pastor always says like, if you lay in it, you stay wow. in it. And that's, that's so real true. talk right like, there. I, you have, you have to get up. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not going to lay in the fact that, like, at the time when my, like, I was praying my marriage would come through on the other side, but I didn't have a fact, but life goes on, man. I still, like, got purpose and destiny with or without this marriage. Thankfully, you know, things happened as I (laughs) prayed and hoped for, you know, and vice versa. I mean, I've, I've been dead weight to Mike many times, you know, and he's had to pray for me and pray that, you know, whatever I would get out of my funk or whatever but um you know and I think too like our parents were really good at like like if you're sick you go to church if you're (laughs) down you know what I mean they were really good I don't know if it was a generation it's just life goes on and it's gonna go on with you or without you so I'm I'm going with I agree (laughs) I'm, I'm here for you it. You gotta get a yeah. power through mentality. You you got That's to. So true. You do. Yeah. This, um, I, I mean, you guys know, but this uh, spring, you know, Kyle and I had been wanting to, like, start having a baby and nothing had happened. So I went to the doctor and they did a pr- procedure and they found out that I had cancer in my endometrium or whatever. I'm not going to, like, go into all the details, but um, that was, like when you hear that it just like 
I remember being there with him and we were like, it was all fun and games. And then the doctor came in and told us that. And he didn't really like know how to like explain it. He just referred me to an oncologist and then was like, okay, bye. Because I was really like on the edge of losing it, like emotional. I was, you know, on the edge of crying. So we went to the checkout desk. Like I can, I'm just holding back all this emotion. We get to the car and I just like lost it you know like sobbing and um because when you hear the word cancer it can mean so many things yeah and in our family so many people have died of cancer and I've just never had a real positive experience with it I don't very few people have come through it and so um man we were gutted and I I cried and he was super calm and then we went to our house and I was like, we have to pray. Like, we just have to. And we, we did that. And I got my wits about me. And I told a handful of trusted people. And they prayed for me, too. And then I just had to, like, make a decision that I was going to believe God. You know, because what else do you do? Do you? I don't know. Like, that's I, all I you mean, can do. <laughs> yeah. And so, I I mean, I just, like, marked up my Bible. And, and I spoke god's word over my life and i had just a very tight knit group of people that knew um i went just like you said julie and jill i kept doing my thing kept going to work kept going to church nothing changed about that because i knew like that was like my anchor and um i think too it's important like you when you get bad news you don't have to tell everybody about it Right. I don't think you're obligated, and I think it's wise to to pick the people to tell who are actually going to pray with you, not people who are just going to tell other people about it. Right. You know, because as much as, you know, you want to think everybody's praying for you, a lot of people just take it as gossip and want to share it because it's like, you know, news. Mm-hmm. But um, I wasn't super open about it until the end. The and it was a terrifying period of my life because, I, I mean, I had had to have surgery. I never had had surgery before. I know people have surgery every day, but that just scared me. Everything about it was scary. Yeah. And I had to fight through fear, hardcore. Um, but thankfully, God healed me. I don't have cancer anymore. Thank God. He just, like, totally worked Ooh, in my life. Lord. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was because of how I handled it. He's just good and healed me. <laughs> but... Yeah, and I think that's yeah. So I think that's important to to state is that you can do the exact same thing as Cassie just said. You can um you can ha- you can get the news, respond like Cassie did, and you can still get bad news at the next doctor visit. Yeah. And that totally. doesn't change the fact that what God said is true, that yeah. his word is without error. Like if he promises healing, that's what it is, you know? And yeah. So sometimes it comes immediately and sometimes yeah. it doesn't because it would be, for instance, so when AJ was two, he was hardly, um, hardly verbal at all. I mean, he just, we knew something was off. It didn't seem right. Um, Aaron wanted, kept wanting me to get him checked out. I kept thinking it was because I was, I went to work when he was little a couple of days a week, and the other two I stayed home with all the time, so I thought for sure it was just because <laughs> 
I went to work, so. It's your fault. <laughs> it was completely my fault. Joe worked 20 hours yeah, a week. Harder. So I used ruined. to work, okay? Um, and. Mommies don't I work. Know. That's what Carter says. And, um, and so eventually we did go take him for an evaluation. Not as soon as Aaron wanted me to take him, but we did. Um, and sure enough, he had autism. And that was so hard to take. Like, um, he has autism. Like, that is a weighted word, and it's so, the spectrum is so wide, and there's so many different variations of it. And, um, And there's not, I mean, this was, let's see, ages 14, so this was 12 years ago. The science today still isn't um, super specific about what causes autism. So all you can assume is that it was completely and 100% your fault as a parent. You obviously didn't do something right. You ate something you weren't supposed to eat when you were pregnant. You um, should have taken him to the doctor when he had a cold. Right, exactly. All these things. Like so. Clearly, it's all 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 my fault. You know. And um, oh my gosh, how heavy was that? It was so hard. And like. No one else I knew had a child who was autistic, you know, and so it was like every party we would go to, it was just very obvious how different AG was. And then, you know, and we would maybe not get invited to a bunch of places because his behavior, even though he's super mild mannered, like he would like take all the cards out of their games. He would take and it would be (laughs) all over the floor, you know, and like, and it did get to where like we maybe weren't first on the list at people's places because they didn't want to maybe deal with AJ's like quirks you know yeah and so that was Mm -hmm. that was hard to swallow and but I from the well I don't want to say from the beginning because I did I was really mad at God for a while like why would you do Mm -hmm. this why would you allow he's just a little kid like why what did he do like surely it can't be because of sin in his life so it must be sin in my life you know like just I went through a lot of different emotions for a long time you know and you know and Aaron came home one day and he was just like you know I just heard from God and I believe that AJ is going to speak to the nations I believe that AJ is going to have a voice you know and I'm like he doesn't speak a word but sure we'll hop on this train you know so you know um, and then through therapy, you know, we got good therapy. We did all the practical things. We got good yeah. therapists. We got a good team. We, he got early intervention at school. Like, um, and sure enough, he started talking. And I mean, you heard him on the last podcast. Yeah, <laughs> multiple <laughs> times. Very, very vocal, you know. But you know what? AJ still has autism. But I yeah. still believe and I hold on to what God spoke to Aaron and I in those early years that made no sense. AJ's gonna speak to the nations. You know, and if you know AJ, he has this love for languages that he just developed all on his own. And I think it's like he loves Spanish, he loves Japanese, Portuguese. he loves Portuguese. 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 And I do. You know, all I, these different things. Yeah, Portuguese. And God has been faithful <laughs> when none of it was good. You know what I mean? Yeah. None of it was good, and He was still faithful. And yeah. Um. So I also feel like His vocal uh, volume could reach the nation. It could <laughs> from right from here. your own living room. <laughs> from my own living room. Yeah. Um, he could talk to Mexico from <laughs> your living right. room. But, from your new kitchen island. My, uh, kind my of point in all of that. <laughs> I will say, hold on. I mean, our podcast is listened to by actively by people in Canada. So 
So I mean, he has already he's spoke to the nation. The word of the Lord. <laughs> I mean, I believe it'll be more than that. But, <laughs> but yeah, my point in all of that is I did the same things that Cassie did, and AJ still has autism. Yeah. Like, he, you know, yeah. have we seen healing in it? Yes. But does that make God more good to Cassie than it does to me? No. No. God is yeah. so good. And mm-hmm. I heard um, Justin preach one time. Um, Pastor Justin McNeil. Pastor Justin McNeil. Shout um, out. He also took my packing advice. I'm just saying. <laughs> Backpack. Uh, he said one time, Anyways. he said, God is always, he was preaching about the sovereignty of God. And he said, God is always good and God is always right. And I cling to that wow. every time I get bad news. Like everything, so every time we, something happens to us that doesn't line up with like what I know to be God's vision for our life yeah. or God's purpose for our life. I always, that's the first thing that tr- that comes into my mind. God is always good and God is always right. Yeah. And that's, that's good. a weird thing to think about. Like mm-hmm. he's always right, but I just got right. bad news, but he's yeah. always right. Right. He's always right. Yeah. Yeah. I think like to keeping the the bigger picture in mind, like it would be probably really easy for you to get bogged down in the fact that AJ is this right now, mm-hmm. but you know the word that God's spoken over his life. And I do think like when you're going through a season of struggle, holding on to the words that, you know, God gives you maybe through people, a prophetic word or God has spoken to us several times through people that we trust and those words we hang on to like oh yeah i i mean i think about those things that have been said to me several times a week when i'm feeling like what's happening here because they keep me grounded to what you know my faith grounded to the truth and i, I know we will hold our baby i know it whether it's from my body or not i don't know but you know like i know god's going to be so faithful to us and the same with what's been spoken over aj and the things that have been spoken over your church julie and and your marriage and your life like i think there is like a not to get all you know super spiritual but the prophetic can really be an encouraging thing in in the midst of bad news you know remembering what what god has specifically spoken to you yeah and i think that's the difference through people that the difference between people who make it through and people who struggle through like you got yeah. something that grounds you yeah. so if you want to be if you want to come through it you're going to have to have something that grounds you and you totally. don't have to have someone speak a prophetic word in your life because the by if you don't have that the yeah. bible's full of it you know like For so sure. everything in it is a prophetic word so get in there and if someone's not giving it to you get in there and get yeah. it yourself get it for yourself yeah <laughs> like take responsibility yeah. i will I will say, like, something that I've always tried to do is, like, surround myself with, like, cheerleaders. Mm, like, yeah. if you have people who are making you feel more nervous or more <laughs> yeah. anxiety yeah. about your situation, stop talking to so them So good, it. yeah. Like, I do not talk to anybody who's going to bring, like, doubt mm-hmm. or fear or negativity, like, into my situation if I'm already nervous about yeah. it. Like, I need somebody... Who's gonna be like you are gonna be yeah. fine. Like this is like gonna be fine. And not that you don't want people to lie to you, but like you just need you sometimes to get your faith built yeah. or you need to get rid of your bad vibes or whatever. Well, everything else in the world <laughs> is telling you the so-called 
reality of your situation. Right. You don't have to search for mm-hmm. that. Like, I agree with you, Jay. Yeah, like, and don't go on WebMD either. <laughs> no. That, well, that was not... the other thing. When I got, you know, my diagnosis, I was so tempted because I'm a researcher. I live my life by Google. Like, it's how I do my job, it's how I do everything. And I wanted to Google everything just so I would know, like, what's my prognosis? How long am I going to live? Is this going to kill me? Am I, I going to have to get a hysterectomy? And, you know, there's so many questions. And the more of that stuff I would read, the more questions and doubt I would have. Terrifying. Yeah, so I right. just had to shut it off. Like, the first day I was like, nope, I'm not Googling this. I'm just going to, you know, like, yeah. very minimal. I'm going to go to some reliable sources and go from there. But I don't need this, you know. I need people who are going to pray yeah. for me, not people, you know. Yeah, and I think sometimes when you're going through bad news, a lot of people will search for, like, validation, which, you know, I I get that. I get that coming from the right source. Like, sometimes you do need a pastor or a therapist or someone to be like, yeah, this is bad. This Mm -hmm. is hard. But, you know, and so for me, like, validation, eh, that's great, but I need, like, encouragement. (laughs) I know it's hard. And so... I think a lot of times you'll see, I see this a lot on social media, especially from moms Uh and moms of little kids, where they'll share an article about another mom talking about how hard mothering is or like whatever. And they're like this. (laughs) And I'm like, this is mothering. What did you expect? (laughs) Like, this is hard. You are going to have to stay home. You are going to have to, this is selfish this is like the most selfish journey you're ever going to go on and validation is good but sometimes you don't need 50 people being like yeah it is hard it's yeah. like no sometimes you need to be like you know what some people can't have kids just be grateful yeah you know what so i mean true. like i don't know that's my personal take on it and so i think sometimes and you see it a lot on social yeah. media somebody will post something really bad that has happened to them but what they they might I don't know I sometimes I think is this for encouragement or is it for validation I think some people do it genuinely for encouragement some people I think just want to be like yeah this sucks and I I you know now 50 people think it sucks and now 50 people are discouraged by the same thing you know that's not I don't know I think finding a yeah like finding trusted people who are like okay yeah this this is bad this is unfortunate Mm -hmm. but you know, and maybe I look at it differently because, you know, I am on a platform. So maybe I can't react how other people can react. But I still feel like it's been really beneficial for yeah. me. I don't know. Well, too, like, just stop being whiny. You know, find a handful. <laughs> <laughs> find people, you know, like, if you want to whine with your close circle... That's fine. And I am wh- I am whiny with That's Julie different. and Cassie. I 100% am whiny with them. But I'm like, I just yeah, need to you say need this. You a few people in your and life. And then they let me say it. But then they present the but. You know, like, yeah. yes, but. Like, you know, so don't just, if you're whiny, don't just always be around other whiny people. You're, no one's. Yeah. Get some butts in your life. Butt. Get some butts in your life. Well, and we've, Get a we've butt. even had these conversations on text. Like, Jill, like, I'm thinking back to, like, the house search and how challenging that was. And you guys would find one and then it would get taken or sold, you know. And sometimes when you're on the encouraging end, it can feel ridiculous to encourage someone in their darkness. Like, but Don't worry about being homeless. It's no big deal. Yeah. 
And it doesn't make me up. <laughs> the situation can seem bleak, but you know, there are times where you're not times, every time. Like if you one of you come to me, I wanna be the person speaking hope because you're who's doing that for you? You know, like it's me. Like it's I want you. it to be me. You know, because who else are you telling? And so even when it feels ridiculous to say, I know it looks like you're gonna be on the street in a week, but God's got this. <laughs> like it's true, you know, someone needs to say it. And if you are on the now street, I'll Venmo you fifty bucks for a hotel. <laughs> Sometimes that man, where do you live? You can't get no hotel for fifty dollars. Yeah, you know what that motel, the single story one, and the no tell like, motel. Yeah, that's right. Dude, I will say though, sometimes Jill will say, "I'm about to tell you something. Do not encourage." Yeah. Me. <laughs> but then I'll come back a couple days later and I'll be like, "Okay, ready for some okay, encouragement? Okay, I'm ready. Ready." <laughs> Not so I'm always like, do you want me to give you a butt or do you just <laughs> Speaking of getting a butt, how's that yeah. going? <laughs> yeah, so I <laughs> I don't have one okay. yet, but I'm going to have one. It's taking a long time. It's like almost been two weeks. <laughs> Jill, I started with negative situation well i'm just gonna encourage you because i feel like i had nothing but i feel like the lord would want you to know that you're gonna get that butt i just want a butt and a yeti cup all by december 25th dude i'm getting that yeti cup by friday that's happening Prime. side note that's a 20 dollar cup of happiness right there well let's all say what you feel like the the most important thing to keep in mind in the face of receiving bad news is it's not a final destination you that know? was on my wall like, when i moved in even <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> what day was it really well, you know one of those like life is full of journeys or something enjoy your stay I don't know whatever (laughs) oh my gosh that is so funny no epic epic was it on the yellow wall or was it on the no live love laugh was on the yellow wall and the one about life's purpose journey destination that one was long that was on the brown wall (laughs) got it anyhow (laughs) There's an expiration yeah. date. It's going to be, it's, it's going to, you're going to get over yeah. it, you know? Um, when you get bad news, I would say mourn it, deal with it for a few minutes, feel the feelings, don't stuff them like many of us are prone to do. Like we do. Yeah. But do not allow yourself the luxury of sinking into it and recalibrate the way you're thinking about it with God's word. Because I think that's the only way to get a real truth-filled framework for thinking about the future in light of that news. I don't think you can, you cannot sink into it or else you're going to take a really ugly detour for a couple of weeks or months or years. Yep, you're right. How about no, you? I was gonna. I was gonna say primarily the same thing. Is yeah. my my go-to phrase is I can't set up camp here. Oh, that's good. So you don't. We don't yeah. build tents and we don't start a fire so that we can make <laughs> dinner. Like when you, like yeah. you you you're going through it. 
don't yeah. stick in the middle of it so it's so good don't don't set up camp um what doesn't kill you make you stronger <laughs> episodes to hear us sing there it was i hope it was everything you dreamed of me hey i really want you to check out our episode guide on our website this week circleoftrustpodcast.com in our episode guide we'll have all kinds of fun things like links to all of our um, favorite facial hair remover products julie's christmas wish list and mine and jill's too and then what we really want you to see is a list of scriptures that have helped us get through really hard times there may be some classics on there that you know And then there may be ones that you haven't discovered yet. So check it out, print it out, get it in your heart. We hope it'll help you when you come up against something really tough. Production by Kyle Moraine. Music by Danny Hendon. Hey, thanks for listening this week. We'll see ya. If you could edit out the part of me muting my line and yelling at my kids (laughs) to get out of here. You know I will. I would really, really appreciate that. I'll save it for the end. Oh. Hold on. Guys, no screaming.